Hello, hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and all of you great folks that enjoy the J-Rod Concerts podcast. I hope you're having a great summer. Wearing a mask, of course. I hope everyone is having a great summer wearing a face mask. Don't listen to anybody who tells you otherwise. Face masks are the way to go for now. So just wherever you go, whatever you're doing, wear a face mask. It helps everyone around. But anyway, I digress. We are so happy with today's guest. She's a gem, a pop music gem, one of the most up-and-coming pop stars in the world. Her name is Karis. Real name is Aviva, Aviva Monguillo, but her stage name is Karis. And uh, you may know her, well, she's a Canadian actress and singer. She is known for her roles as Alia Kendrick in the Canadian drama Backstage and as Juniper in Working Moms, which is a hilarious show. It's available on Netflix now, uh, and it used to be in Canada before in CBC in the channel. But uh, yeah, Aviva slash Karis, super talented. She just came out with her new single, No More, um, and the video, fantastic video, filmed in her childhood home. You're gonna hear all about it in this interview, and she's got some great records already at such a young age. Um, almost a year ago, she, she released Princesses Don't Cry, which, listen to this, guys, the most streamed song in TikTok history, okay? The most streamed song in TikTok history belongs to Karis with Princesses Don't Cry. Fantastic lyrics, very uplifting. That's what I like, I, I like, I like about it. They're very human. They're very, we can all relate to them regardless of your age or your gender. It's all about breaking through, you know, your limiting beliefs chugging forward, owning your voice, and kicking some butt. So we want to thank Karis for joining the show. It was a pleasure having her. Uh, and uh, we want to thank you guys for jo- for uh, joining uh, the J-Rod Concerts Music Podcast. If you are new and you like what you hear, always welcome to subscribe. Uh, and please do give us five stars while you're there. It's, uh, it, it helps us a lot. So guys, welcome to the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. And this is the interview with Karis. Those that don't know, Karis, uh, born Aviva Monguillo in uh, Markham, Canada, is one of the most uh, up-and-coming pop stars right now. Uh, super buzzworthy. Spotify has her in like every list in the world. So you know, we're really happy to have you here today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you just released a fantastic, fantastic single and, and the video too for No More. And uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but you have such a fascinating life story, uh, Karis. Um, so if I may say so, I mean, f- some of my viewers may, be, may, may know you from, from Netflix, from the show Working Moms, which was originally a CVC show. Uh, of course, you played Juniper. But you've also like, done some really cool stuff. You've been in backstage in a Canadian popular show. Uh, multi-talented, you sing, you act well, a uh, bunch of stuff. So uh, long story short, it's great to have you here. <laughs> oh, what a great intro. I'm like, what am I? I'm so amazing. <laughs> well, listen, these are the facts. These are the facts, Karis. So thanks for your time. So, I mean, just tell us about your year, Karis. It's been, it's been a crazy year for everybody. Kind of tell us like what, what you, you know, January through like March when everyone's rug got pulled out from under their feet. Totally. You know, I, um, I was coming out of a place with Princesses Don't Cry where, oh, someone's going to the bathroom in my house. <laughs> this is the reality of this. Um, so sorry about that. So when I was 
coming into the new year, I was feeling really hopeful. We had written No More, which is my newest single that just came out, and um, feeling good about the direction that we were heading in with music. And then in March, when we went into lockdown, it did feel like it was like, is everything going to get put on hold? Like, what's going to happen? And especially like being home every day with like not much to do coming from a lifestyle where like every day I'm driving to the city, I'm doing music work, I'm writing, I'm doing sessions, I'm traveling for work to just being at home uh, took quite a toll on my mental health. So coming out of that, um, it ended up being such a great blessing. I think it helped me see a lot of things I wasn't able to see before um, with certain patterns and thoughts that were limiting me and holding me back. So I think it's all been for me, I've been able to see the bright side of it and see what this time's been able to bring me. And luckily, we've still been able to release that song and a video, which we filmed in quarantine. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, you haven't stopped since you're like seven years old, basically. It's like you've been going nonstop. Yeah, yeah so my choice. Like, uh, <laughs> so this has been like, must have been like an interesting, like little time out, right? Kind of look yeah. back at, at what you've done already. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's been it's just different kinds of work. I'm used to like moving around a lot. And now it's been more like creative stuff and meetings and interviews. So it's, it's been sure. really fun. Yeah, absolutely. New ways to connect, uh, Karis. So tell us a little bit about your childhood in, in Markham, Canada. Uh, you have a brother, uh, but like, do you come from an artistic family? Like, tell us a little bit about like the early, early, early years. Yeah, uh, I come from a family of, my mom is a uh, marketing manager. And my father does um, heating and air conditioning. Um, and my brother and I are very, very creative. My mom and my dad are both very creative people, but they didn't go into the arts. Um, my mom's Your brother mom, is film school, right? Your brother just started film school, correct? Yeah, he just got in. He's starting in September. Good, yeah. Which is, cool. I'm so proud of him. He, he went through a lot of like, oh, I want to be a vet. And then I want, he wanted to be like a zookeeper. And so he went through a lot of things. And like the fact that he chose film to put his time into it felt like a really good place for us to bond although we already are really close me and my brother so right, right. it was just like and another I, thing we could you have with. a director and producer for the rest of your life for your videos so i'm exactly. sure the label on the marketing department is going to be happy with that sure yeah and uh, i never have to pay him i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so so you so you guys grew up um it was, so it was really not really an artistic family but you and your brother came like you know had the dna in you yeah, I don't know where we got it from. It might, I think I blame like the internet for, um, which in a good way, not blame in like a bad way, but like, I think having the internet, having access to so many different kinds of uh, artists and different kinds of art and music and just getting to see the world on a screen can, I think, really open up some creative outputs for people these days. So, or I, I'll be a creative source of inspiration is what I was sure. trying to say there. Yeah. No, for sure, Karis. And there's something that I, I, lo I love this story. You're 10 years old. You go to a karaoke party with your friends, random, just like we all go to this random karaoke parties. And like, you get up there and you sing and everyone's like, all right, Aviva, it's your turn, whatever. And you leave everyone godsmacked. Everyone's jaws are in the floor. And everyone's like, dude, like you can sing. Tell us a little bit about this party. Like, or like, is this the first time people told you that this and you like believed it? Yeah, I'm not sure if they were gobsmacked. Oh, now I can't, I can't remember, but um, I don't even remember what song I sang. I just remember not really thinking too much of it. Like, I was always a very, like, loud and performative, dramatic child anyway. So whether I was a good singer or not, I definitely was going to get up and sing karaoke. But hearing that they were like, that was good. 
like I remember hearing that people were like, you like sang it well. Um, I got really excited because I just love to sing. So I was like, oh, if I can sing, like that's, a, that's an awesome thing to be, an awesome gift to have. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you have two gifts, right? You have acting obviously as well. Um, let, let, let me ask you about your high school, Unionville High. Uh, it's a very, imp- it's, a, it's, it's a tough school for those that don't know. It's, it's, it, it has um, four, f- it's all artistic. It has visual arts, music, dance, and drama. It's mm-hmm. tough to get in. You have to audition the whole nine yards. So just kind of tell us about like what attending a school like this is like. Is there like a lot of like pressure, competition, like just like paint us a picture of like a random day. Well, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been uh, very enthusiastic about high school if I didn't go to that high school. Like I'm, I'm grateful every day because I was supposed to go to a French immersion high school because I did French mm. immersion my whole life. And I begged my parents, I was like, please let me go to this art school. I'll do French. And I did. I took French all four years. But um, I was like, I, I want to go to this art school. I want to do drama. I'm really glad I did. There, was, there wasn't competition. It was a really like family kind of experience in an institution where I feel like people get switched around a lot. You never know who's going to be in your class. Kind of it's pretty like whatever you want to do. And drama class was like that grounding thing where every time you went, it was all the same people. And we yeah. all had each other for all those four years. And we got to grow and learn a lot about ourselves and our craft together which was such an important experience in my life so I'm really glad I I went there definitely and you started backstage while you were still in school yeah I I think I got backstage in the 11th grade okay okay yeah cool cool all right I mean it's it's a great show your career is awesome and we'll kind of glance over that because we want to focus on the music but people should definitely check your acting chops out they're they're pretty pretty great um I want to talk to you about songs about boys your first EP as um you were still performing as um Aviva yeah it's great 20 minute six song love it it's super digestible in one sitting you go through all the emotions from the first lines of wild, you know, I've seen it all at the bridges fall and into the final lines of this time, you know, everything, it just comes across perfectly. Um, but if people have to start somewhere, start with hype. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Start with hype. Start with hype. <laughs> Cause it only goes up. I feel like after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying like we're hyping Aviva, like start with song. We're not. And the song, by the way, but uh, <laughs> how do you look back at this, uh, at this EP Aviva three years, three years after it came out, how do you look back? Well, Princesses Don't Cry, which is one of, which is the song that right now is the most popular that I have, was on Songs About Boys originally. Mm. So looking back at that time in my life three years ago, like not knowing what would have come from that and making those songs just for the sake of like basically seeing if I could. I always love to write songs. I love singing. So that was a totally experimental, just I'm 17 years old and I want to make music kind of thing. And even now when I listen to it, I'm really proud of it. Although there's things now I hear in the songs where I'm like, oh, I would have done that differently. Or like, sure. maybe this chorus could have been better. But I think even the fact that I can think that now makes me proud that I've come from that place and that I've grown and I've been able to um, see that growth in my career. It's, it's, I feel very fortunate. No, it, it's excellent. Trust me, for a debut, it's fantastic. And, you know, I, I talk to musicians all the time, and they always say, look, a record is never ready. It's just released. Kind of yeah, thing. totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it never stops, like, being finished. It's not, you know, so, so yeah. you're on the right path there. And uh, a lot of success with this EP, um, Karis. What does it feel like, because this is crazy. I mean, for us that have not been in this situation, what does it feel like to have your face gigantic in a digital billboard, you know, in Dundas Square or in Times Square, and, and you're just like looking at it, like, how, like what is that feeling? Explain it to us. 
the crazy so the dundas square billboard that i got to have because of spotify that was like amazing of course it was like right at the peak of the pandemic so like i didn't get to go see it in dundas square but having that photo i feel like is like very clout worthy it's like look at me i was in dundas square it's a very like monumental uh thing to happen i've never been on a billboard so that's great obviously yeah pandemic or not that speaks for itself <laughs> yeah you know exactly just we can all just go watch it it's six feet apart you know and with our masks on but go mm-hmm. see it yeah Oh my God, Karis, that's great. So in 2019, you begin performing under your new moniker, Karis, um, and the single Bad Boy is released actually almost a year ago today, like in a couple of weeks, July 26th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Princesses Don't Cry, it's a, it's a really nice song, but this is a crazy story, right? Um, look, us old, old geezers, Karis, we're just finding out about TikTok. Like through the pandemic, we're like, all right, I guess we'll download it, see what it's about. And like now we can't, now we're like old people who can't like let it go, right? But yeah. TikTok is really important. And this song, it's one of the most popular songs, if not the most popular song used for TikTok videos ever. 850,000 streams. That's a crazy story. So just pin me a little bit about that, about a picture about that story. Like how did you find out that this was happening with your song? You know, who told you? the whole thing yeah uh i was on twitter oh no my friend i don't really use twitter but my friend sent me a link to twitter um and said like oh this came up on my feed your song is in it so i clicked the link and i had never heard of tiktok so i was like oh oh it's a tiktok okay but (laughs) it was just it was pretty it had like thirty thousand views on that video i was like oh that's really cool that this one video used my song then my other friend sent me a total a different tiktok and i was like oh i already saw this one and I clicked on it and it was a different one. So like people just started sending me links and, uh, and then I was very curious about what the heck was going on. So I went right. to Spotify and I saw that my streams had gone up like 2 million more than what they were at for like three years. So I was like, okay. I, and I had no clue. So I messaged my manager. I was just like, I don't know if this is important, but um, one of my old songs is like doing well on this app. Um, and that's what started it all. That's how we discovered it. And Thank you, TikTok. That's really all I have to say. Yeah, well, I mean, your song obviously strikes a chord with people, you know? That, that's a really nice thing. What feedback have you gotten just from, uh, just from people about, about these songs? Like songs like this, what they mean? Because you sing about really important things, you know? Really encouraging stuff. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I've gotten like mostly positive feedback. There's obviously the couple trolls that are like, princesses cry? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> that's unhealthy. Which is like, yeah, totally. To actually take it literally, like princesses don't cry. I think that's not the point. But like overall, it's been mostly positive feedback. People sending me a lot of like messages saying like even just things saying like your song made me feel so understood and like, oh, this song, like when I heard it, I felt so much better. And I think that's the reason I put music out into the world, you know, just like hoping that there are other people out there who can relate to what I'm saying and how I feel and creating, you know, a community of people that all feel this in the same ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Karis. And, and now let's move on to the latest, your latest uh, song that you released, I think last week or like maybe 10 days ago, no more yeah. great song. It's uh, it's going up the charts all over the digital media, but uh, let's start with the video for a second. We briefly touched at the beginning on the famous director, your sibling. He, he, he helped you film it, right? Yeah, he did. 
and the location of the video. Why don't you tell us about the location? The location of the video was my childhood home, which I'm in right now. You can't see because I have this lovely setup. But uh, yeah, I was filmed at my childhood home. Like so your parents still stuff. live there? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't have to go to the neighbors and be like, hi. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> we did, but my, the, my neighbors are my cousins. Oh. So they okay. let us use their backyard, which was, so our backyard's like, it's very lucky. They connect mm -hmm. in the back. Okay. So all the grass trampoline shots in the video are all my, my aunt's yard. Mm -hmm. And the ones in the pool are in my yard. So there you go. For all the fans, that's a little behind the scenes secret right there. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that's cool. So, you're, so you're, um, your brother helped you film it. Uh, and it, it's trippy. Like, tell us about like, the effects of the video. It's a great video. The song is perfect, but the, song is, the video is even better. Uh, just tell us about like, where the idea came from, like to do the angles, to do the effects and all that stuff. Yeah, well, it started with, we, well, we knew we wanted to make a video and we knew we probably were going to have to make one at home. So it started with that, where we had yeah. this like box uh, for what we could do. And the first thing I saw visually was using the trampoline from a low angle, getting me jumping in the air, really a free video. So mm -hmm. I brought that to my team. We called in a director to work with us over FaceTime. And he also directed the Princesses Don't Cry video. So really comfortable working with him. And he's awesome. His name's Boy Wonder. Um, he's sick. So we discussed with him my vision of that thing of being free and he came up with these visuals like I gotta give him all the credit like the everything down to like the my favorite shot is the balloons one where I'm leaning yeah. um just because my favorite line in the song is like you're not somebody I'm gonna lean on no more and the fact that I'm like leaning with no string like I was attached to a string that was yeah. one of the effects and he removed it digitally so it just looks like I'm just leaning in the air with balloons and I was just like that is gorgeous yeah, like, I love that shot. No, it's a great shot. But but the song strikes different, like Karis. I'll tell you why. Because obviously you wrote it, you know, thinking of probably a relationship or something that we, we all go through. But I think because of the pandemic, uh, I think it's taken an, an, another level, another meaning. Like, I, I mean, look, just the way the video starts, right? Like it starts with somebody like in a down, sour period, and then it just goes back up. And, and, you know, I'm wondering if you've realized this or like, you know, how your song has taken a new meaning for people. The, everyone's going through something. Everyone's maybe lost a job. They lost some, something, health, whatever. And it's, man, it's like you got you to gotta stand up and you got to keep fighting and, and, and move your demons. Yeah. What do you think about that? Wow. I never thought of it that way. And that, that thinking that it could mean something to people for that reason like makes me even happier. I, I think like, because, yeah, the universal message of the song was, it, although it was about like in the context of a relationship it's just mostly about like not settling for less than what you know you deserve so and then that can apply to anything exactly exactly Karis, that's awesome i mean look you've been so great with your time but why, why don't you let me ask you a few a few quick uh, music questions since we're like a music podcast uh what was your first concert that you ever attended hillary duff hillary duff okay she, she's she's great i know her she's really nice how did, did you like it I it? loved it. I remember I was sitting in the audience and I had only ever listened to her CD. So when we got there and it was live, I was like, oh, her voice sounds different live. Like I expected to sound exactly like the CD. Right. Um, and I was like, why doesn't it sound like the CD? And then my mom explained to me, they're like, oh, well, they edit the CD to make it sound like as good as possible. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I can be a singer. Like I can edit my, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can edit my voice. <laughs> That's cool. It's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Also saw on your um, social media channels that you saw Celine Dion. 
Oh yeah. Canadian icon. <laughs> tell us, tell us about her, about seeing She's her an icon. in Canada. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Tell us about her, uh, about oh, seeing so her. My mom and I grew up listening to Celine Dion. So when she went on tour again, we were like, I don't care how much it is. We're going to Celine Dion. This is like, it's meant to be. And I'm really glad we went because it was the show of a lifetime. I was crying through the whole thing. Very oh special. God. Oh my God, Karis, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> You've been so kind with your time. We've gone over. Um, l- l- let me leave you with this. Tell us like a little bit about the future. Obviously, we don't know what's, what's happening with the virus still. Um, I, I know here in, in, in Miami where we are, we're actually taking a step backwards. Um, like yesterday, they reclosed the gyms and the restaurants. So it's like, oh my God, what's happening? Uh, so what are your plans, obviously, with touring? What are your plans with uh, releasing new music? Because I'm sure like we all can't wait to see you on the road. That's what we all ultimately want. But, you know, what are your plans? Yeah, I can't wait to get back on the road. That's probably what I miss the most, being in quarantine, is performing live and getting out and getting, even just getting out and getting to, like, do my work with other people. Um, but, ho- yeah, I'm thinking as soon as it's safe and as soon as we feel like, because even in Canada, we haven't really gone into too much of a like we haven't opened too much yet so once we get into a phase where maybe the borders open and things events start happening i'm sure we're gonna jump right in to like performing live again for sure excellent excellent and listen and, and to all my followers whenever you see the name karis which you will start seeing in festivals you're gonna start seeing it in posters you gotta go see her because her voice and her stage presence is fantastic and you're gonna hear for her from a long for a long long time so Karis, this has been super enjoyable. Yeah, thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for of your time. Of course, absolutely. And you're a sweetheart too, so thanks a lot. And best of luck to you, your family, and everyone going forward, all right? Thank you so much. Stay safe and take care. Bye. Bye.